Welcome back to the Whole Topic Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about making the switch from processed to whole foods. Big one. <laughs> this is this mm. is something that, because like there are, um, usually when someone's making a switch, and I know even for me, when I had to switch from certain types of foods that I liked, um, the taste was different. Mm -hmm. You're like, is my family going to like it? And there's a like there's a concern among home cooks about this because they don't like hearing their family complain about their food. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about some ways that we have learned and give some input on uh, to making that switch from process to whole foods. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to go ahead and knock it off and then we'll go to Stephanie and we're just going to kind of rotate around as we talk about the different ways um, to make that process easier. Mm -hmm. So my first tip is health is wealth. When you think about that, you are going to be paying, you're either going to be paying doctor bills later mm -hmm. if you don't take care of your health, or you're going to be making smaller investments into food that is healthy for you. Toxins, whether we like it or not, is not healthy for you. Mm -hmm. So just taking that in consideration when you are making a switch, it's kind of like looking for that. Why, why am I eating healthy? Why am I choosing to, um, do whole foods. So that being said, do enough research on processed foods and whole foods that you know the difference so well that you realize, okay, this is why I need to make a change in my life. Um, because I think remembering too, that it's not a, it's, it's not a fad diet. It's not no. a diet. It's a, it's a lifestyle change. Yep. It's choosing to put good foods into your body. Yes. And so mm -hmm. when you think of it that way, instead of like, well, I'm just going to do this cleanse, or I'm just going to do this, which I'm not saying those things are bad. Sometimes our bodies may need those resets, yep. but, um, I'm just remembering that it's a, it's a, it's a whole lifestyle change. It's choosing that. Okay. Instead of buying this canola oil, I'm going to buy olive oil instead, or, yeah. you know, just making that switch that is good for your body. Yeah. And my final thought on this is look at the way you eat and cook for your family as an investment in your health, mm -hmm. as an investment in your health insurance, mm -hmm. because it costs a whole lot less money mm -hmm. to pay a monthly food bill with whole foods than it does and to insurance. pay the thousands of dollars most families would have to end up paying on to get insurance so that they can go to the hospital and whatever it is they're going to do there. <laughs> so yeah. that leads us into our second point which is a big one for me. It's like, even last night we got home late. I was like behind on everything. And I still comes like, what are you doing at nine 30? And I'm like making my plan for the week. And yep. it is, it's just embedded in me. And that is make a meal plan, mm -hmm. learn to make a meal plan. Even if it's just dinners, whatever. I mean, I do breakfast, lunch, and dinners. Cause my kid we're all home all the time. So I'm cooking three meals a day. Um, but make a meal plan, have an idea of what you are going to make throughout your week, throughout your day. Um, because if you, it just is so much easier to cook from scratch and cook whole foods when you know what you're going to cook, yes. because I kind of, if it's something a little bit more complicated, I kind of start making the things in early parts of the day, maybe even the day before, you know, yeah. if I'm yeah. going to make enchiladas completely from scratch, I may cook the chicken the day before, because I had an extra yeah. 45 minutes. So I cooked it and stuck it in the fridge and then it's already shredded up and ready to go to add to your enchiladas. Then all I have to make is the sauce and the tortillas or whatever you're going to do. So make a meal plan. It'll change how you cook in your kitchen because everyone that tells me, I don't have 
have time to cook from scratch. I wish I could cook like you, but I don't have time. You do have time yep. if you have a plan. Yep. And yeah. it saves money. Oh, 100%. It really saves money. 100%. Yeah. 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 So uh, number three, start cooking from scratch more. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who aren't used to do this, and it's interesting, I've consulted a lot of people who don't cook from scratch yeah. to like encourage them to start cooking from scratch. Um, you don't have to overwhelm yourself with cooking all the things from scratch. Just one thing, maybe cook one thing this week mm. from scratch if yep. you're new to this. Yeah. But if you're if you're trying and you've got if you need all your ingredients mm-hmm. in your kitchen in order to cook from scratch. Yeah. So that's one of the one of the stumbling blocks for a lot of people. They go to cook from scratch, but maybe they don't have the right flour, maybe they don't have the right oils, maybe they don't have baking soda. Like mm-hmm. you never know. So go ahead and get the ingredients you need to cook from scratch at home. And, and I have actually with I have a blog post with this, with Good. all of these tips. And I yeah. actually have a printable of all mm-hmm. the basic ingredients for that would literally get anybody started mm-hmm. home cooking. And you don't have to get them all at once. And that's going to actually lead to number four, which is don't try to switch everything at once. Yeah. Like yeah. that yeah. is the craziest thing to do in the universe. Because I tried doing it. It doesn't work. No, because <laughs> now you're not being able to slowly switch your taste buds over. You're not slowly being able to introduce meals because you're going to try some meals that your family's going to hate and you're going to hate. And so yeah. do not do that. Whatever you do, get the principal list mm-hmm. that we're going to link in my the post that I have here and mm-hmm. make sure that you're just kind of, as you go to the store, like she said, Am I going to get olive oil? Am I going to get a processed seed oil? I'm probably going to get olive oil. Right. Am I going to get butter or am I going to get mm. a vegan or, uh, you know, toxic plant-based. processed plant-based <laughs> thing that has probably been lab made? No offense to any vegans. If you're yeah. vegan. We love you. Yes. You be you. But just try yeah, it. We love you. <laughs> we do. I mean, we truly do. That's not being. Yeah. That's not. Yes. Yeah, we truly do. We, no. I just personally. Disingenuous. Believe, no. Yeah. I just personally believe in whole food food ingredients, real food ingredients, Mm -hmm. and, and not something that had to be processed to get Mm -hmm. to my table. Um, so just take it very slow. Do not make the switch so fast that you and your family kind of have like a withdrawal of stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I did that. I, I, my daughter had extreme eczema and I found the article that changed my life in this health journey. And I went to my pantry and I took everything out, everything. And I was like, Nope, that's it. That's gone. That's on. And I went all in overnight. Like my family didn't even know this was at two in the morning. And then they got up and they're like, what are we doing? (laughs) And I was like, we're not eating that stuff anymore. And made the switch. Now I did it because I was at a desperate, a desperate moment of wanting to heal my daughter. And I was just, I tried everything and you might get to that point. And I I don't regret the journey I've been on. Mm -hmm. However, when I did heal her, I fell backwards. I was like, oh, this is so much work. And I just went and started grabbing things here and there quick. And next thing you know, we were back to where we were. And I was like, what am I doing? And I had to go again. But the second time around, I went slow. And I highly recommend that. I recommend that to everybody. Pick one thing you want to learn how to do. For me, it was gluten-free bread. Pick one thing, master it, learn it, make it a part of your day, make it a part of your life, then move on. When you're at a canola oil, the next time you're at the store, which leads me to my next point is switch the processed oils first. Yeah. Use up what you have in Mm. your pantry. The next time you're at the store, yes, they are going to cost a little bit more. You're going to have to budget for them. But instead of grabbing that processed oil, grab the the olive oil, grab the avocado oil, something else. And then you have that in your kitchen. 
instead. Mm -hmm. And little by little, you can do that. But if you take everything out and try and go to the store and change everything, like Andrea said, your taste buds are going to go out of whack. Your family's going to start resisting and you're going to go crazy. You really are. So just do it little by little as you go. And the biggest advice I can give is when you're cooking from scratch, learn one thing first. Yes. And for me, it was bread. I wanted to know how to make a good gluten-free bread. Everything else in my life stayed the same, except for, you know, changing the oils and things like that. That was just a, a change in what I bought. Yes. But I learned everything I could and finally nailed down a good gluten-free bread. It was a part of my day. It was a part of my week. I didn't have to even think about it. It was all off of memory and it just was there. Then you can add in the next thing. But if you try and start everything, it's it's really hard. Okay. So number six on this list is slowly transitioning your snacks. So instead of eating candy, you're going to maybe try a granola bar or something else. Uh, This one's really hard, especially if you're a habitual snacker. Mm -hmm. There's a certain ritual that you have in your snacks. Like my parents are like popcorn at nighttime is a must. They sit down with their nighttime coffee, which I'm like, why are you drinking coffee at night? They're like, we need it. I'm like, okay, (laughs) but it's not the best for you. But they're like, we're doing it. So, but they have that. It's habitual every night. That's what they have. But switching out their popcorn for a healthier popcorn with better oils or not adding all the salt and the stuff on top. Sure, just go for a plain, maybe coconut oil popcorn. Mm -hmm. Switching out small things like that. And um basic ingredients, just keep it simple. So one of the things that I really like that we're talking about is finding that one thing Mm -hmm. that you want to switch out. And for you, Stephanie, it was bread, but for somebody else, it might be chicken Alfredo. Like if you love chicken Alfredo, figure out a healthy way to make chicken Alfredo. If you can't have gluten, figure out a way to make it with vegetables, Mm -hmm. figure out a way to make the sauce without cheese, like Mm -hmm. think outside your box try to simplify your ingredients so that they, you know, exactly where the source from that food came from. Mm-hmm. That's the whole food part, right? Like, you know, exactly this came from the ground. Right now I'm going to eat it. Or this came yes. from a cow or a bee. I'm yep. going to eat it. It's right. not something that went through that processing. So yeah. slowly transition your snacks. Yeah. And then that leads us to number seven, which is switching out your flour. There is a difference between um, wheat from the store and whole grains. There's a difference between gluten-free flour from the store and whole grain gluten-free flour. Mm -hmm. So just kind of starting slowly, if you are going to get into bread, do some research. Um, And honestly, I do personally think that using whole grains, whether you have to use gluten-free whole grains or whole grains, they taste so much better. And then if you're not, if you don't want to um, make the bread by hand, there's a lot of people that use bread machines, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's a huge allergic reaction to the wheat out there for reasons, but it's the wheat from the store is not the same as the wheat from being fresh, like freshly ground mills. And I do have a post we can link 19 mm-hmm. benefits of switching from or switching to whole grains. We're going to link that in the description below too. Wheat is a big thing. Gluten is a big thing for mm-hmm. most people. Um, it's why their guts are like feeling like they're being torn apart, but so many yeah. testimonies, um, just read some of Sue Becker's stuff. She has so many resources out there for um, like whole grains grains. and what they have done Mm -hmm. and the testimonies that she has. Mm -hmm. Which kind of goes to the next point, man. These all kind of just flow together, but is get really good at reading your ingredients list. 
um, and kind of understanding what you're trying to stay away from. So I'm not going to say this all the time, but likelihood, if you can't say it and you don't know what it is, maybe you ought to not eat it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you think of whole foods, think of, I like things in their rawest form. So that's what I think of when I talk to people, when they ask me what, you know, what do you look for when you're looking for a good food? And I said, I'm looking for ingredients in their rawest form. So if I'm buying that almond cracker, I'm turning it over and looking at the back of it and I'm seeing, okay, these ingredients are all in their rawest forms. Pretty much. You might get, you know, you're going to get things out of process because that's just, everything has to be processed in a certain way, but you, you know, if the preservative is rosemary extract, I'm feeling pretty safe about that. You know, if that's the only thing out there, that's not, not bad. So look at the ingredients, get really good at it, understand which things you want to stay away from for your family. Your families might be different than my families and Andrea's and Ariel's. Everybody's going to have their own standard of what they're trying to stay away from. But when you're looking at whole foods, just think of it as an ingredient in its raw form. And that's what I try and always go back to. Yes. Yeah. And which goes to the next point, which (laughs) again, they're just all flowing together. So eat more fresh foods, Mm -hmm. buy more fresh foods. So where do you source your fresh foods from? A lot of people right now are in the homesteaders movement. I love that I'm seeing um, it's all the women from the 80s and 90s. There was a thing going around, a reel going around like, hey, people from the 80s and 90s, how's your garden growing? Because like all of us at the same time now are pushing into our, yeah, back to our roots, our homesteading roots. So we're Mm -hmm. all growing gardens. So sure, grow some of your food at home. Will you be able to grow all of it at home? No. No rely on people in your community. Where can you look? There has to be farmers in the outskirts of your community. If you live in the city, you can go to farmer's markets. You can go, um, Azure Standard has drop-offs. You can get fresh whole foods from Azure. You can find other drop-offs. You can find um, Amish in your community. You can, and this is a point that we're going to get to later, but in the grocery store, you can find fresh foods. Mm -hmm. You just have to stick with fresh foods then and not go towards the processed styles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that leads us to number 10. And I want to, this kind of flows with what you're saying as making the switch from processed foods to unprocessed food takes time. Yes. So for example, snacks, I do have snacks. However, I have learned there's a whole bunch of opinions out there. Like some people are like, let your kids snack every 20 seconds. I'm of the opinion. I would rather feed my child a good protein, a good, like, okay, let's just talk about a breakfast a biscuit, eggs, maybe some sausage, a fruit and a glass of milk. I would rather than eat that at breakfast and not feel hungry until lunch, than feed them something really small like eggs and maybe a piece of fruit. And they're starving and like, and eating snacks all the way between there because they can't keep their blood sugar and everything balanced out. Mm-hmm. So there is, some people say that's the way to do it. And some people are like, well, just feed your kid every 20 seconds. That being said, that's a choice you have to make. Mm-hmm. So in your home, if that's what, whatever of those options work for you, you need to do what's best for your family. In our home to switch snacks, um, I actually won't every once in a while, like I did buy one processed snack for co-op this week. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, I will buy a processed snacks. Um, we do keep 
corn chips, like organic corn chips from Costco at our house, because that is something that I can do with um, nachos. But for the most part, I have found that we all like apples, oranges, bananas, blueberries, and whatever melons are on sale that week. That being said, those are what I keep in my house. So like, everybody's always like, well, how do you get your kids to eat that? I just don't put other snacks in my house. There's no other options. Yeah. Like, they, and, yeah. And so they're going to pick the one that they like the most that I also keep carrot sticks in my house. A fresh mozzarella cheese is also, or even just yeah. store-bought mozzarella mm-hmm. cheese is also something good to keep around if they, if yeah. you do know, okay, so they didn't have as much protein for lunch. Maybe they need it now. Like yeah. you shouldn't be starving your kids. However, either a full meal, but just stick to, and then if they're not a fan of, let's say they're not a fan of bananas, mm-hmm. well then find another fruit your family is a fan of and keep yeah. that around. Like right. every week we fill up our baskets with the fruit and that by the end of the week, That's usually it's good. all gone. Yep. And I will say this, it give it time. You know, yes. your kids, if, if they're used to going to the pantry and grabbing cheese, it's goldfish, something like that every, every time they want a snack. They're not just going to have those disappear and fruit in place and be like, oh, thanks, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's typically you not going to happen. You won't be yeah. a DFS So girl. No, you won't. Yeah. And it, in my experience, it takes about, it's kind of like anything, you know, when you have yeah. to detox from television or anything like that, when I pull the plug on the television and they're like, they're grumpy for about a week. Uh, typically now it takes about two days and then they stop asking and they move on with life and they find other creative ways to do it. It's yeah. the same thing with the food. Yeah. When it's yeah. not there, they're going to complain the first couple of days, yeah. stick to your guns, get the things that you know is what you want to do. Right. And eventually they eat it because that's what's there. And then they, they go to like it. Yeah. And like Andrea was saying, in my experience, the better of a from scratch meal is with real ingredients, the less snacks they want. So yes. an orange is satisfying. A yes. banana is satisfying yes. because they're not starving. They just might be a little bit hungry or whatever, or maybe they're just right. bored. I don't yeah. know. They yeah. might just want something to eat. Right. And, but their meals have given them all that they need. Yeah. And so yeah. they're not needing it because they're just empty calories that are burning and they're yeah. starving again and starving again. And like right? she said, that's the whole point of number 10. It takes time. The mm-hmm. switch is going to take time. So if mm-hmm. you think you're going to do this overnight, just don't plan that. It's not going to happen overnight. No. Maybe you're superhuman and you can make Maybe it Maybe you have angel kids. I don't know. Yes. Kids, yeah. <laughs> so it takes time. Just remember that as you're switching. Yes. Okay. Yes. Number 11 is um, use healthier sweeteners. So This one is something that I made the switch almost immediately. So when I did my whole trying to heal my daughter, it was like processed sugars were out. I mean, completely out. I wasn't using any, it was honey. That's what I used. And Mm. sometimes pure maple syrup. And I've gone through sugar cleanses on myself with, for acne. And I honestly can say it's the best I've ever felt when I completely took out sugar, completely took Mm -hmm. it out. It's almost like you're detoxing. You are detoxing from a drug. You are. I'm you are. I'm hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. Um, but it's the best I ever felt. Then you let it creep back in and the drug addiction comes right back, you know, but yeah, there are good options of sweeteners that you can use and make a healthier choice when you're making a cookie or things like that. And so things like honey, coconut sugar, maple syrup, um, organic cane sugar, agava, those are all things that are good. One thing that I have learned is white sugar has kind of a bad rap but white sugar shouldn't be white. Mm -hmm. And so um, I buy, it is cane sugar juice that is evaporated, evaporated. So evaporated cane juice from Azure Standard. 
it's a tan color and they're more like crystals. And basically it's taking the juice, evaporating the juice from the cane plant, cane sugar plant, and then stopping it at that point. They're making, yep. crystallizing it, evaporating it. And then that's what you're using in your recipes. Yep. You don't need as much sugar as most recipes call for. And that's all I buy now. And I feel very comfortable using that. Sugar is sugar. So it is going to spike your blood sugar. It is going to do all of those things, but it's less process. It's, it's less, um, refined. So all that refined sugar, I would try and stay away from that yeah, and Choose other options. So honey is the same way you eat too much honey. Yeah, it's, it's not good for you, but I will say this on the cane sugar that the cane juice that when it is dehydrated, do a little research into the cane, it's like the actual cane sugar. It, you would be very surprised the nutrients the health of it. Yep. And the benefits of it that is in there. And if you overdo anything, like I'm not going to sit there and put sugar in every cup of my kid's tea. I'm not going to put a cup of sugar in every meal that we eat. And right. we're not going to do that, but I'm not going to do that with honey either. I'm not going to do that with maple syrup either. Right. Just do your research on the kinds of sugar. Like there's honey, coconut sugar, maple syrup, organic cane sugar that she talked about the agave. And like she said, you can even get it cheaper. You could get it cheaper at um, Azure. Mm-hmm. Like you can yeah, get 25 pound bags. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what I actually just have one in my order this month. Mm-hmm. I just ordered 25 pounds. Cause I know that over the course of two, uh, three months, I'll probably three or four months. I'll probably use all well, that. It's get, way cheaper. It's probably down on one of these lists, but get prepared. You know, like we're entering into a season of lots of baking for yes, us anyway. Right. So I know I want to have that on hand yep. to be able to bake. Um, right. And so that kind of goes with getting the right ingredients on your shelf. Yes. I, I'm going to make this episode a little bit longer. Please don't be mad at me. You're fine. Um, because I, I want to talk about sugar more because this is such a huge topic. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've done enough studies now. They've monitored the human brain. The things that sugar does to your brain is the exact same thing that cocaine Correct. does to your brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is yep. literally a drug. So when we are taking the and in its processed form so the sugar cane which i bought from a whole foods market one time like an actual cane yeah because i don't live in a tropical area where i can get sugar so i went to the whole foods market got it nibbled on it got lots of nutrients felt like yes this is the way i'm supposed to have sugar but then i like to bake and everything so i need sugar or i like to can a lot Mm -hmm. i'm gonna need sugar Uh, so reverting back to a simpler form of a processed sugar would be honey and maple syrup. Right. Especially for those of us in the climates that we are, that we can actually get honey and maple mm-hmm. syrup because a lot of us can get those sugars, but we can't get a cane sugar. Right. So making a switch over to maple syrup and honey would be more beneficial, but it still lights up those areas in the brain when you have them in certain quantities, but they yes. don't light right. up the brain the way any kind of cane sugar does. So mm-hmm. all your cane sugars processed because they have to unless you're getting the cane and you're nibbling on it you are getting a processed form of cane Mm -hmm. sugar which just means that they had to go through a process to refine it if you got uh maple syrup powdered maple syrup right it has to go through yeah maple sugar it has to go through that process Mm -hmm. to get down to that refined form it's still not the best for you it's triggering more things in your brain that's going off like I, you're going to get addicted. This is something I really want now. And it's lighting up that area, which who's to say that's necessarily bad that you're triggering mm-hmm. that one area, right. maybe yeah. once a month, but if you're doing it every day and, and then your children get 
they're having, okay, so they're having oatmeal for breakfast and they add brown sugar to their oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Now your kids have spiked their blood sugar early in the morning mm -hmm. where you could have balanced their sugar intake a little bit better. I just think that we as a general public need to rethink the way we consume our sugars. And I know this is hard because I still have a five gallon gamma bucket in my basement of sugar, of, right. of cane sugar. It's right. the good stuff. It's the brown crystallized stuff. Mm -hmm. that, right. But it's still going to shoot off things in my brain that I know aren't super good. I'm still getting withdrawals. My kids are still getting withdrawals when we go off of that sugar, even when we switch to honey and maple syrup. So I just, I if I could encourage anybody, I'd encourage you to make simpler decisions in your recipes when it involves sugar. Trying to make a switch for a longer amount of time, holding your reserve of your cane sugars for special events. See how long you can go. I don't know. Maybe you're not interested in doing that at all. And you're like, forget you, Ariel. I want sugar. Well, <laughs> I will say this when I, I Fine. mean, I did a, I did a three month cleanse of sugar, like zero. I read the labels of everything. And if you start reading labels, you will see that sugar's in everything. It's literally in everything. everything. The process batch. Pro yes. Yeah. It's in everything. I mean, they put it in seasoned yeah. salt. They put it in garlic salt. If you don't make your own, which I have a post out on how to make your own. Cause it's so easy. They put it in that. I mean, it's in everything. Good. And when I started doing that and I officially cleansed, you would have thought I was detoxing off of crack cooking. It, that's what it felt like. Right. And I don't even, I didn't feel like I even ate that much sugar, but the amount of things it's in that I didn't yeah. even realize I was consuming. And that's what's concerning. I mean, and wheat has sugar, it doesn't, whether it's, so I do want to talk about that a little bit. Cause I do also feel like some of our, okay. So for me, I don't feel like I have a sugar addiction and I like, okay. So if I use the processed sugar from the store, the white sugar, I did feel like there was an addiction there. Like if I made cookie dough, I'm a huge fan of cookie dough. I can oh, sit man, down yeah. and eat the whole thing, eat the whole thing. And it was just delicious. Mm -hmm. Terrible for me, but delicious. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when I use the organic dehydrated, like just take it, the it's kind of like when you're dehydrating your fruit and your veggies, mm -hmm. like, yes, it's a process, but you're literally taking the nutrients and it's fullest formed and you're just dehydrating it. So. It could be too mm -hmm. that some people's bodies already have an overwhelming amount of sugars in their bodies. And when they feed it, their body reacts more strongly. And it, it just comes back to with every ingredient because you will find even honey. There's people that speak against honey. Mm -hmm. There's people that speak against maple syrup. You will find everything. Yep. Coffee. All right. I love coffee. I drink a cup a day right now. There was yeah. a period of time where I had people being like, oh my gosh, coffee is terrible for you. I have seen people do really in-depth studies of the benefits of coffee. However, I have seen mm -hmm. people and talked to people that have extremely bad side effects from coffee. Those people should not be drinking mm -hmm. coffee. Right. I have never experienced those yeah. side effects. So for, for some of right. us, we might be okay to take the coconut sugar or, you know, some people are against, um, what's that one sugar that, that leaf, um, stevia, 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 some people stevia. I'm not against that. Yeah. That might be bad for some people. That some people might have right. a strong reaction. And I would say, do not eat that. Some people have a strong reaction to the wheat from the sort. Do not eat that. But right. I do think everything has been created with incredible nutrients. Mm -hmm. And if we can yeah. anything overdone, anything yeah. overdone, I don't care how good it is. You can eat too many green vegetables. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can eat too many tomatoes. You can eat. So just finding the benefits and being like, this is how I want this to fit into my life. 
And if it's a terrible ingredient yeah. for you, if you find your, your face in the sugar bowl all the time, maybe put the sugar bowl outside and don't do that. But for some, some of us, it, I guess I'm just saying like, it just works. I feel like it works differently for everybody. Yeah. So while I have seen terrible side effects of doing certain things, I've also seen very beneficial side effects. Like my kids are never flying off the walls after they have a cookie. They're just not. Right. And I will yeah. use, I use coconut sugar in my cookies and I use organic dehydrated cane sugar. Mm-hmm. Honey has no place in cookies for me. They, it just doesn't. It does not belong <laughs> there. The bees need to stay out of my cookies. <laughs> so <laughs> so Andrea says, do what you want, eat what you want, but don't put honey don't, in your cookies. Do not bring her plate don't of honey. Do cookies. it. Do don't not do, do it. it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to make her a big old plate of honey cookies and see what she has. Uh-huh. Which this leads me to our next point. <laughs> oh, uh, looking for simple recipes. So when you have whole foods, it, it may seem to you like you need to put in a whole bunch of ingredients to make it fantastic, but you can simplify. And yes. maybe you don't have to oversimplify either. Like you don't just have to have raw broccoli on your plate. Mm-hmm. You could do a little bit more with your broccoli. One of the things that really helped me when I was, Uh, starting whole foods journey was to challenge myself to make the foods that I wanted using all whole food ingredients. And there are really, I got a lot of my inspiration from vegans because they're using whole foods. Well, the, the whole food vegans, I will say not, not the processed food vegans, because there are those vegans too. Um, But no, the whole food vegans, the more paleo they're using their vegetables as sauces they're using carrots and sweet potatoes as like a macaroni and cheese sauce with their noodles. And that's one way that I would have never thought to use my whole foods, but it's simple. You know, it it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of ingredients. So simplify your ingredients. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a whole bunch. Yeah. Well, and I I think one thing that people forget is you may have a recipe that you absolutely love. And maybe it's only two things out of that ingredients list that you just need to make a healthier choice on, you know, so you don't have to throw out the window, all of your recipes. You may have a recipe that calls for a certain kind of oil. We'll just switch it to avocado oil. I have never in all of in these last five, six years, I have never had a dish turn out bad because I substituted for avocado or olive oil. Yes, exactly. It's all, they've all tasted the same. And so I mm, think there's some things with olive oil. That don't yes, taste right. olive oil. I to be honest, if I had to pick, avocado oil is hands down my favorite oil yeah, because it yeah. has the most mild taste. So and baking treats especially and, and baking treats. So if you are new to right. this, let's jump back all the way to oils. If you are new to this, try avocado yeah. oil first. It has the most mild taste. Um, if yes. you like a strong olive oil taste, then you'll be fine with it. But if you are yeah. really, if you're used to a vegetable oil, um, then I would. I would definitely start with an avocado oil. Mayonnaise. Yes. Mayonnaise. Don't make your mayonnaise with olive with oil. With olive oil. Do it. not make your mayonnaise. You're going to taste oil. it. Yes, yeah. For sure. But yeah. a lot of times I tell people just, you don't have to start from scratch every recipe. You may have a recipe you love and all you need to do is substitute a whole grain flour and an oil and bam, you have yourself the same recipe that's a healthier version yes. of it and delicious. So just remember right. that. Right good one. Is it my turn? Okay. This is a huge one for me. Number 13 is buy in bulk as much as you can. That is absolutely my favorite. Um, because I buy in bulk, I have bought in bulk even before I started this health journey. 
mostly because I hated going to the grocery store. <laughs> when I had my second child, I was like, oh, this stinks. So I was, I would start buying in bulk. I started going to Costco because even though we were only a family of four and one was a baby and one was a toddler, I didn't care, but I didn't want to go to the grocery store with two kids. So I started buying in bulk. Now it is literally a way of life. Uh, if I can buy it in bulk, that is what I get. And that will go all the way back to um, I don't know, one of the tips that we gave on having the ingredients that you need mm -hmm. when you buy in bulk, you can literally make almost anything because you can make huge pots of whatever, because you know, you have it. You're not just buying those little bags of rice. You're buying a 25 pound bags of rice. You may not buy rice again for another four or five months, but you yeah. always can make rice or something yes. else. It also saves yeah. you a ton of money. Upfront, I think I do have a blog post on how to switch over to buying it in bulk because mm -hmm. upfront it is a cost difference. If you only have budgeted, you know, two hundred dollars a week for food, groceries for mm -hmm. your family, it's going to be very hard to make that switch to buying in bulk. So here's how I recommend doing it: is pick one thing that you want to buy in bulk that month, just one thing. You are going to use up a chunk of your money, so you're going to have to get creative with the rest of that budget for the rest of that week. But pick one thing that you want to buy in bulk. And maybe that's flour. Maybe that is, you know, sugar. Maybe that is whatever it is, cornmeal. I don't know. Whatever you choose, rice, do it. And then the next time around, pick another thing. And slowly you'll get on a rotation where you're not buying everything all at once. You're out of this everything at the same time. You have to do it again. You'll get on a rotation where it's really not that expensive so right um, but to do it all at once it is going to be a big cost up, up front you will have to get a little bit creative as you transition into buying in bulk but I highly recommend buying in bulk I actually will when I buy in bulk I actually buy for the month ahead yes I know that's, oh, that's good. weird but like for so for this month I put an azure order in um and a, an herb order but I won't be using that right until I start in October right um and that helps a lot too because then I know the budget I have, the rest of the budget I have for that month. I mean, we have a pretty, we have, we're feeding eight people right now. So we have a pretty good budget for our, um, still way, way cheaper than trying to pay for. If you look at your food when you're buying your food and no, it's not, you need to, when you're making your budget, well, first you have to figure out what you're making, but also just remember when you're making your budget, the health food that you're buying even if it costs more mm -hmm. is also paying for future medical bills, medical bills <laughs> that won't be exist will be non-existent because you're, and that doesn't mean yeah. you're never going to get sick. Right. But it just means you're taking right. better care of yourself. So the chances are you won't need a doctor if you do get sick is yeah, what we're saying yes. is yeah. Deep immune system is starting to build. Mm -hmm. And so when, if you do get sick, if somebody does come down with something, we find, I find that we get over it in just a day or two yeah. because our deep immune yeah. system kicks in, it starts fighting and we're ready to rock and roll again. We don't rarely do we have to, does it get to a point where we have to go to the doctor? Yeah. I'm not saying right. never, and I'm not saying never go to the doctor, mm -hmm. please. If you are someone that needs to, please do. Um, yes. But just, but it just helps. You know, it it helps, helps you or yeah. overall yeah. health. And then that kind of the bulk food just goes into batch cooking. Mm -hmm. This is one way I save money with a lot of kids. One, don't batch cook garbage. Don't patch cook things that taste like garbage because it's, you don't want to eat, they don't don't wanna wanna eat garbage. Eat and then now you're wasting food. You're feeding the chicken. Right. Because right. nobody will eat it twice. Yep. So yeah. make sure when you batch cook, 
batch cook something you know is delicious and will get eaten and could be eaten twice in a row and possibly for a lunch. That saves time, money, energy, brain thought. All of it. All of it. You're, all you're just, you're, you're on a, a, a roll with that one. If you can bat, learn to batch cook and it doesn't take that much extra time either. No. Just to like, if you're like, if I'm making shepherd's pie and the pot, I'm making five pounds of potatoes usually for one recipe. I'll probably double that and just chop up five more pounds and toss it in and call it good. Yeah. And then I have a have dinner for two nights, two to maybe a lunch on mm-hmm. top of that. So yeah. batch cook. Yep. And use it leftover. if you can. What was that? Freeze it if you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. For later. If you don't want to eat it in the same week, yeah. Use it, yeah. freeze it, and then take it out in a couple weeks and it's brand new dish. Yep. Yep. And I like to take if you batch cook, even if you don't make the whole meal, but batch cook an ingredient so mm-hmm. rice because mm-hmm. that's an easy one to do make over what you're going to eat that night and then you can use that in a recipe from scratch later in the week yep. and it's a whole nother dish but you're it's less the work right yeah absolutely and the last point that we have is keeping it simple think simple don't overwhelm yourself um, don't compare yourself with what other people are doing work on one thing at a time, mm-hmm. uh, keep your ingredients simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is the last point on our list, but I want to add one more. Okay. And that's okay. Are you ready? Yes. It's, uh, eat seasonally if you mm-hmm. can, yes. which goes back to our foraging podcasts and, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about all that, but what's available in season in your area. Think about eating those things in the time that you have them or preserving them in the time that you have them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's so many nutrients that people are missing because mm-hmm. they're again, eating from the grocery store and not their yard. And we talked about this before, like how yeah. do you convince people to do that when they clearly don't want to eat from their yard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it has to be their willing and very intentional choice. Um, your willpower is so important with how you cook your food and how you decide to eat. There are so many people that I talk to and I'm not a nutritionist and we are friends with a dietitian. And um, I'm sure she has a lot of these conversations too, where it's people just are bucking the system. They are used to what they want to eat. Or um, I met a woman one time where she was such a big meal planner that she would stick to the same meal plan. So she was eating the same foods all Mm -hmm. the time. Well, that eventually led to a lot of health problems because even though it was healthy food, it was too much. And it was the same repetition. Your body needs variety. You need to eat seasonally. You need to eat different foods. So that's my last tip is to eat seasonally. Yeah. And I think we even have, I think uh, we have principles for that. We can, we can, we have a, I think a spring, summer, fall, winter one. We can just link the all four of those in this Mm -hmm. one, because I think that would be a really good yeah. Um, resource for people to have, um, to people just, you just put it on your refrigerator and you know what, what's in, what's when, happening yeah. around that time of year and what's in season. And there's so much time. better when it's in season. Yeah. Yeah. When it's in season, you yeah. might find that, you know, your kids don't balk as much when you're giving them produce that is in season because it actually tastes better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, um, I buy melons all summer long, but when we hit fall winter yeah, when they can't I start fading out yep. even yeah. if I see them in the store because you know yep they don't taste the same they yeah. don't taste the same and they have to come a long they way don't. to get to you yeah yep. yeah well and they're usually picked unripe mm-hmm. yeah and then they have to do a bunch of stuff to 
that we don't like. So, well, that closes us out for this episode. And like I said, we are going to link the post with the, um, there's a PDF in there that, uh, just a basic list of things that, that I know I keep around. I talked to some other, um, home bakers who love to cook from scratch of just basic things to, you'd be surprised how many things you can do with so few ingredients. Yes. Um, when you see the list, you're going to be like, wow, that's kind of a big list, but it's really not because if you have a spice rack, a good chunk of that is going to be your spices. Like spices make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just there's, you can do so much and get so much flavor. I am at the place that my kids thankfully enjoy home cooking better than going out. Mm. So, but that's been what we've been, been doing this time. for 10 plus years now. Yeah. So it's worth it. And if you stick with it, your, their taste buds, your taste buds, your families, everybody's will start to change yep. and you enjoy it way better. Yep. Yeah. So it's true. That's all for today. And we will see you on episode 21. You've been listening to the whole topic podcast to hear more, to see behind the scenes or to get a hold of us directly, visit our socials, Facebook and Instagram, the whole topic podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Andrea, visit her blog at dearmark23.com, where she talks about whole foods, whole grains, and whole living. If you'd like to hear more from Stephanie, visit theranchershomestead.com, where she talks about simple living, gluten-free recipes, and farm life. If you'd like to see more from me, visit wildandforagecare.com, where I talk about simple living, wild recipes, and natural remedies. Thank you for listening, and God bless.